cliffcentral.com Hello, welcome to my opinion booth and it is moi, Sonia Booth and uh, today's title or topic is hashtag career suicide. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> and the subtitle, quick ways to unveil your career tombstone. Yes, you heard that right. Quick ways or the quickest ways to unveil your career tombstone. My guest today is a dear friend of mine, Pindile Klaba. Her resume is like so many pages long, right? When you, when you sent me your profile yesterday, I mean, I didn't really need your profile per se, but I thought, you know what? It's best that I get your profile uh, just in case I leave any title out because you've worked so hard all your life and dare I not miss a <laughs> title. There it goes. She's a media practitioner. She is a communications strategist and brand consolidator. She left out reputation management architect because that's how I've actually come to know you. You are clued up about how people should position their brands. Not only that, you are clued up about the ways in which one can elevate their brand from a, an ordinary brand into a super brand. But more importantly, reputation management is your forte. And you excel at it. And I mean, you've got a ridiculous amount of clients that consult with you on a day-to-day basis. I know you have clients that do not take any serious decision or do not sign that massive contract without your input. Pindle Klaba, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you very much, my dear friend. I know I owe you one, so I had to make up for it. You know, the last time when you wanted me on your show, I had a terrible flu. Therefore, I couldn't be present, but I am here today, and I'm quite happy and excited by, by the fact that we are going to talk about a topic that is quite close to my heart. Reputation management is be all and all in terms of building one's brand. Well, I'm, I'm glad you could join me because honestly, I, I couldn't have thought of anybody, uh, uh, you know, other than you. And were you not feeling, if you weren't feeling better today, I would have, you know, postponed it and, and, you know, made up another, another topic for today because honestly, I'm, I'm not just buying your face. You, you, you are the best person for, for today's topic. And, um, you know, flu must fall. Right, hashtag. Flu uh, must I, fall. I think we will live through it. We will live through the flu. We'll survive. We'll if, survive. If, I hope the listeners will pardon me if I have a cough here and there, but I really it's feel okay. much, much better. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Palisa, can we start off the show with um, uh, a voice note from another friend of mine, Slopsile Manzini, who is um, an industrial uh, psychologist. She's got a master's um, in industrial uh, psychology. Yes, I roll with the, with the big guns. You know, I, I, I surround myself with the uh, Influential uh, uh, women, successful women, obviously. Hi, Sonia. There are a number of career limiting moves that I can think of, but I'll just mention a few that people don't often think about. The one being having a criminal record, uh, such as uh, driving under influence, um, that could uh, prevent you from getting a job. Also, being uh, blacklisted because you've mismanaged your funds, having judgments in your name. Um, some jobs you cannot be hired in them like HR and finance um, because uh, they are avoiding um, hiring people who could potentially 
uh, do fraudulent activities. So people must just be mindful of managing their finances well and also not having unnecessary criminal records that could prevent them from getting a job and growing. Another thing that could stop people from um, getting a job or that could cause uh, career suicide is um, lying. Uh, I can think of an example whereby one uh, employee uh, was asked to present a payslip, meaning they had aced the interview and had gotten the job, but now they wanted to prepare an offer. And then she decided to change the figures and uh, make it as if she was earning more than she was so that she could get a better offer. But the people who usually do organ REM are, are skilled at what they do. They are able to see if there's funny things um, happening on the payslip. So um, do not lie, it's unnecessary and um, it could cost you getting your next job. Also, um, you're managing your profiles like your Facebook and your Twitter, your social presence. Make sure that um, you brand yourself in such a way that companies want to be associated with you. A lot of companies now do actually check um, social media pages and just see what kind of a person you are and how you portray yourself to the world. So people must be mindful of what they post. That's it. Pindile, mm. would you like to add anything to that? It's very interesting what Lopsile is saying. And of course, she's talking from an HR and psychologist's point of view, which is very important because obviously when you get recruited, you do have to go through psychoanalytical uh, uh, processes and, and therefore, um, you know, the potential employer would want to know whether you um, aligned to their vision and all those things, but more importantly to their values, the company values. I really would like to talk a little bit about um, managing one's personal profile on social media and how that can actually, depending on how you manage it, if you think that you are the only one in the room sending out a message to yourself, think again. Because you see, if you understand the numbers and the reach you have with social media, you'll understand that you're not actually sending the message to only yourself or your inner circle. Because your inner circle could be could be having a hundred other inner circles, and the hundred other inner circles could. So, the the long and short of it is that when you play in the social media space, you actually are having, at the very least, a thousand fold reach within the second that you have released a message. Imagine if that hundred one thousand fold is multiplied by a hundred. How many other people would you have reached? You'll remember some of the examples that uh, I think a whole lot of people may who play in the space would would have been uh, um, privy to. Remember the young woman who was one of the wonderful PR practitioners who left New York to come to Cape Town and out of the clear, I think her last name was Sako. I can't remember what her, uh, her first name was. She released a one line. Twitter tweeted and said, I, I'm not going to be verbatim, but she said something to the effect that uh, she's coming to Africa. She hopes she's not going to catch <laughs> HIV. I remember that. Justine. Her first Justine, name is Justine. Sako. Yeah. 
the 18 hours she spent on air in a flight was enough to cause absolute fracas in the social media. The Twitter storm hit the highest note by the time she landed in Cape Town. She had lost her job. She, has, she had lost her personal um, reputation. But more importantly, remember that as a person who gets employed by another or a company, you've got to be mindful of the fact that what you do with your personal reputation can very easily impact on your principal's reputation. And therefore, you may actually lose a job or lose clients and or people want nothing to do with you because of that one line tweet you released. And, and, and to think that um, this just, Justin Sacco uh, is, a, is a, you know, was a, a PR executive of uh, a, a very big uh, company, uh, Mata Ed. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think in, in, in her case, I mean, PR, as far as she's concerned, doesn't stand for public relations. It, it, it stands for uh, personal uh, reputation, <laughs> if you may. <laughs> you know, truth be told, I do think that uh, in all honesty, as human beings, we do missteps. And sometimes even when you are in your element, in your profession, you might actually miss a step. But what is important to me is how do you repair your reputation after all the fall? Do you think she stood any chance of even attempting to repair that reputation? Well, in, in terms of, look, my belief is very simple. No brand cannot be rehabilitated, which is why some of us are in this profession. Yes. Otherwise, we would be out of work. Otherwise, right. we would have no one to consult us so that we give um, advice to. Good point. Yes. But but in terms of Sako, I think if we are going to be labor on her, uh, we, if I were to, to, to advise her, my advice would have been exit the PR space. Altogether. Find another space which still fulfills you. And some of the elements of PR will exist within that profession. Hmm. The, 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 there's, an, there's an employee. I want to I wanna share this with you and um, the listeners, obviously. An employee sends a text message to her, boys, uh, her boss. The message reads, boss, I am too weak to come to work today. I have flu. She then t- taps another. This idiot bought my story. I'm still in bed waiting for you, babe. <laughs> this was obviously sent to the same boss. <laughs> Have you ever done something similar or do you know of somebody that did and were they fired after this? Okay, I, I, it's not quite the kind of message you're talking about, but I will tell you about posting on any social media platform that got people that were in cl- close proximity with me that got fired. I used to work for a media company where I was a back-end um you know, employee cleaning grammar, cleaning up, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, articles and, 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 and this, some incident happened and this gentleman was not around when the incident happened and he approached me to relate the story. And unfortunately, I was in the middle of the incident because I was the subject in the whole matter. And so he decided that he was going to approach 
the subject. And so the subject shared very honestly what took place. But remember, what happens in your workspace should remain in your workspace. It's not something to be shared with the world because what if you are releasing company secrets? Sometimes inadvertently. It's not planned. You are sharing a little thing that your employer may not necessarily want the competitors to know. Yes. So I shared anecdotally what had happened and my dear friend shared on Facebook. Oh dear. And the world got to know about what fracas of an environment we were in. It was disorder disorderly, chaotic, and all people just attached all sorts of labels to what had happened, which was really a minimal thing. But because we had competitors who were paying for our blood as an organization, they made a mountain out of an end hill. <laughs> sure. So uh, the long and short of it the long and short of it is that three months down the line my dear friend who I worked very closely to uh, um, who was really my supervisor lost his job and the evidence was out there even if you 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 you, you pull down the post it's in the it's in the clouds listen it's a little too late to try and pull it down I mean whether it's in the clouds or not the point about it is that it's out there it's out there there's no retrieving it there's just no way of retreating this exactly. is what you said. I mean, your employer says, we have full evidence of what you said. We have full evidence of how you cost us our reputation with that one little act. And you the, actually, yes. the screenshots are not helping either nowadays. I mean, our phones are becoming so smart that as soon as you post, if, even if it's something like absurd, I'll take a screenshot before you even delete of course. So that, that, that's a big problem. I mean, we, we forget that technology is 10 times faster or a thousand times faster than our quick fingers. Now, let me say this to you. I, I'm, I'm very glad that you mentioned that point because what you enjoy as instant communication might actually be detrimental to your own person if you're not careful of what you post. When you post, you've got to ask yourself two questions. What would I like to communicate to the world? Would I like the world to know what it is that I'm posting as my personal view? Or even better, am I comfortable in seeing this in the front pages of, you know, of the newspapers? If, if, if you don't want to see it in the front page of the newspapers and w with your name associated to it, chances are you should not be posting it. Or if you're not comfortable saying it to your mother, Somebody once said that to me. Mm -hmm. If you can't say it, you know, <laughs> if your mom, if you're not comfortable with your mother seeing this post, chances are you should not be posting at all. Look, you shouldn't be posting anything that will cost you your reputation. Absolutely. You shouldn't be posting. Look, there, there are a number of things that I would like to share that uh, I don't want to call them the, the don'ts, but it's things that you may not necessarily want to do. Mm. Um, um, uh, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, I've got a, f I've made a few notes here. Okay. There's a point where I, w I would like for you to, to share the do's and the don'ts of, um, of social media in as far as, uh, reputation management, um, is concerned. At, at this point, I want to share another story 
because I'd like to engage you on that and I want your opinion on that. So a guy was driving to a job interview when he cuts off another vehicle. He lowers his window, shows the driver the middle finger and shouts, move to the slow lane, you moron. So he, <laughs> he continues driving and then he arrives for the interview and is ushered into the boardroom. One of those people happens to be the same gentleman he swore at on the road. The same gentleman was the CEO of the company. Yeah. So <laughs> now my what question, a scenario. I know, I know, right? So I mean I I I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I mean, do you excuse yourself from the interview or you maybe ask to go to the bathroom and then you just don't go back into the boardroom because you're too embarrassed and ashamed to face the CEO? Or, you know, would you start off by apologizing? Um, I mean, do you think this guy stands a chance of being hired? You know what? Uh, I think it depends on how the gentleman engages the CEO. To start off with, it also depends on what the CEO is looking for in the potential incumbent. If they are looking for someone who can negotiate themselves out of any situation, <laughs> and I they, see where you're going, with. <laughs> and they find that this gentleman is able to find a way to present his case and say, you know what, I was caught up in this and that or the other. I was a bit late and all sorts of things. And of course, it got the, you know, the best of me. And obviously, when the the reserves are just your emotions, you end up doing things that are not particularly a representation of your character. And if that gentleman is able to humble himself and apologize in front of the CEO, that's the kind of human being you actually want. Who misses a step? You remember the earlier when we were talking, I said, there is no brand that cannot be re rehabilitated. But if we all approach our brands as brands that are all pristine and Sometimes we never falter. The time will come, as I said, sometimes inadvertently you will falter. What is the test in it is if you are able to then pick yourself up and be able to clean up the reputation, even if it's not holy, because sometimes it will leave a, an indelible mark, but it is what you do. If you know it is an indelible mark, it is what you do. When you have such a knowledge to manage that indelible mark. So, so that gentleman may have been caught up in traffic, may have had maybe a fight with his partner and may have not had breakfast and he gets very grumpy before if, if he hadn't had breakfast. We don't know what precipitated the action. And if he's able at the start of the interview before they even begin to pose questions that are related to the job. He's able to apologize. He's able to put his case across and he's able to save his brand in that way. I think he might actually have some luck. Social media, <laughs> as we both know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fact. Social media is a, is a great way to promote brand awareness and enhance relationships with consumers, right? But that being said, if it's not execu executed properly, social media usage can actually damage your reputation. We, we, th that's we agree a fact. on that. We yeah. agree on that. But there are a few ways that can quickly ruin your reputation. And 
I'm going to be posing a few of the things that I think can easily damage your reputation and I would like for you to add on to them or give examples um, and you know help find a way um, if somebody had found themselves in that in that position I mean for example inappropriate photos that display a bad image or can display a bad image I mean for me to post a particular photograph I might think oh this is super cool but to somebody out there you know they they might question the caliber of a person that I am An example is a guy who's shortlisted for a job When the HR manager decides to check his social media activities The manager scrolls through his Facebook page And every picture is a selfie Every single picture of his <laughs> on his Facebook page is a selfie And he's only wearing a Speedo, by the way no. So all of his pictures are selfies And he's wearing a Speedo no. Now, we can discuss Speedos some other, some other time I'm not sure Matthew will be happy about me discussing other men wearing Speedo But let's, let's move <laughs> on from that Let's move on from that okay. what, Is so, there a six-pack or something on, on this person's well, torso? I'm not going to comment on a six-pack either <laughs> um, you know, I'm, uh, I, I still have a home to and a husband to get back to remember So I, I don't get me into trouble here So I mean, this guy is posing selfies wearing a Speedo So the HR manager is thinking Self-love much? Self-absorbed? Narcissist? You know, she wonders So would you personally hire this dude? Why are you asking me such a question? I'm not an HR I'm, recruiter. I'm, What's I'm, wrong I'm, with I'm you? Curious. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> wow, this is quite a question. I can tell you now that uh, he might have reasons why he is uh, full of himself and showing off his body. And um, he may be one of the people that believe that he's... Um, Social media platforms are his and his personally. He may not have the knowledge that it actually impacts on his professional space. But in terms of hiring him, it would be, I think if I were to interview him, I would, I would have a proper interview that has something to do with his professional life. And perhaps I would even mention that in passing. But, um, you know, you have some interesting photographs on your personal platforms. And if the person's skills and personality and character and values that he stands for are congruent with my companies, and, and of course I would be doing reputation management for my company, I would have to caution him of, of doing such because sometimes it is very dangerous for one to make a judgment based on just what you see on social media before you meet the real person and, and getting an understanding of what is going on in their lives. So I do, if you have picked up, I'm the kind of person who gives any brand an opportunity to work itself up to where it needs to be and or to work itself down to where, you know, uh, it might actually not be of any good use to, to the owner of its brand. But you see, the thing about it is that what I found out about the kind of psyche that sometimes beholds us is that when we work, most of us do not think that 
as we work within a company, we also are building our personal brands. Mm. Because you see, Sonia will forever be known as Sonia who does something on reputation. It doesn't matter whether you are inside a company or outside of the company. I mean, so many times have I tried not to to be referred to as a journalist, but uh, it's just there with me. So, so and a, a certain caliber of reporter. And, and if I do not value the kind of um, external, um, inward-looking kind of conversation with, with the public, I might just say, oh, it's not a good thing to build my reputation on because I've now moved on and I'm now into reputation management and all sorts of things. All of it, it doesn't matter how small, makes up your reputation and it builds up your reputation. And of course, you have to start somewhere. Sometimes we start from zeros and sometimes we are not aware of how what we do as persons um, uh, uh, impacts on our personal brands. Therefore, by extension, on whoever um, decides to employ our skills. You know, as, as, as human beings, um, we, we tend to overlook that at times one's attempt to be relevant can easily backfire. Take the example of uh, Palisa. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be pronouncing a surname properly, uh, Mutsuminyani. I, th- I think you know her. She's um, an actress and uh, she's also an anchor for one of the uh, TV news uh, channels. Okay. Um, yeah. So she tweeted a while ago, a few months ago. She tweets, I was trying to help you, but you refused to be interviewed. You are no longer relevant. This was followed by a Twitter storm. I mean, she was lambasted. And some people commented that if Zola was relevant, because Zola was the person that she was trying to interview. Remember Zola? Zola 7? He, yeah. he, he was the a, a hip hop, hip hop artist. Mm. Yeah. Um, so some people were saying if, if he, if he's not relevant, you would not have tried to, to interview him in the first place. Um, in fact, you're the one that's not uh, relevant. And then she went on explaining or trying to defend herself by tweeting, my account was hacked. Of course, a lot of people did not believe that her account was um, hacked. And then she goes on to say that, no, actually, um, I thought it was hacked. Um, it turns out uh, that uh, one of my managing uh, companies, my assistant, uh, posted that tweet on, on my behalf. The more and more she tried to defend herself, the more and more she tried to, you know, make excuses that, first of all, I mean, the account was hacked. So now all of a sudden the account, the account was no longer hacked and that her assistant had tweeted for her. So, I mean, she tried, like many attempts, to rectify the situation. How would you have best handled this? Would, would you have gone through all that trouble to try and, you know, make excuses about your account being hacked or your assistant posting on your behalf, blah, blah, blah? So, my one approach is that do not attempt to spin yourself out of a situation because it does catch up with you. Spin might actually end up in a spiral of a web of lie upon lie upon lie upon lie and, and therefore um, in so doing simply damaging your reputation further. And you're just digging and deeper. hurting. Digging deeper, right? Yes, and hurting your brand. But I also want to say something in terms of some of the points that you mentioned. And yes, in some um, 
in some in some situations you do find that uh, organizations have social media managers and social media managers do manage their accounts across the board of of all platforms and i always say to whoever cares to listen especially if i have to talk to you about how to manage your reputation on social media if you ever employ a social media manager which is by the way a profession in itself yes you got to find a person who is aligned to your belief system your values and a person who you will train to understand your brand somebody who will get into your brain even when you're not there and they are able to shoot one liners that completely and utterly represents what you stand for as a brand remember that story of one broadcaster who employed an intern and well they employ they they deploy interns anywhere and everywhere and this day during the elections i think it was the local elections and provincial elections last um, last year they deployed uh, an intern and this intern went prowling and trolling all over the social media platforms and identifying some of the tweets that have already been tweeted elsewhere so instead of retweeting this so-called intern we still don't know whether it was true or not whether it was an intern or it was just a mistake that got uh, <laughs> that got released into the public domain uh, without somebody noticing but they released this tweet as if they owned it that is called plagiarism but what they forgot to do mm-hmm. what they forgot to do was to re- to remove the source oh that's embarrassing <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so some of these mistakes do happen, and we learn the hard way. But it is how you come back from, um, you know, being in the abyss and 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 actually getting up, uh, up top and 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 working with it. So my belief is that um, whether we like it or not, we are not invincible. At some point in our lives, we might tweet something that we feel internally, and we think the world shares with, with us, that emotion. And you find that actually no, and if you get a, a reaction that is contrary to what you had hoped for, just manage it. Tell the truth. If you feel that way, say this is how I feel, and I appreciate what you all are saying. And if you are afraid that you are going to lose followers, is it not best to just clean your reputation and remain with whoever want to follow you and those? that do not want to follow you, you you know, you lose them. You lose them and you start rebuilding. I just want to uh, uh, pick on a penny sparrow conversation. Remember penny I mean, you, you're either a clairvoyant or something because, I mean, the next <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to in- intercept right there because you, you just touch on to my next point because I was going to say that your words – can come back to haunt you. Absolutely. Penny Sparrow obviously made headlines, right? Helen Ziller is forever causing, a, uh, you know, Twitter storms. She's, How about Judge Johnson? Always going Remember Judge Johnson as well? Yes, yes. I mean, and this is Just somebody who, hold, who held uh, a very uh, powerful position. I mm-hmm. mean, that that to me, I, I mean, I was baffled. I was trying to understand how does a person of, of her caliber even... 
I mean, you, it, it's, it's nonsensical. There's also Trevor Noah. Years ago, years ago, when he was still starting out as a comedian, I mean, he, if you go back to some of his tweets, I mean, some of them sexist, and, uh, he also made a joke about, uh, Jews, um, you know, and he happened to be driving his German, uh, sedan, for example. I mean, I, saw, I came across this, uh, tweet yesterday, and I mean, this is something that he posted years ago, and as we said earlier, whatever you post, I can screen screen grab, as some people call it. I can take a screenshot. But fact is, it stays in the clouds forever. So, I mean, you're tweeting something in your personal capacity today. You don't even know what's, you know what, what the future has in store for you. Years later, I'm looking for a job at a particular company. And if I had tweeted something like controversial, chances are I've, I've committed my own career suicide. Without me knowing, I mean, the, the, there's, there's a beauty pageant, um, a, a, a beauty uh, queen, rather, um, a teen beauty queen who tweeted many years ago about, you know, my friends and my, she used the N-word, which she was not supposed to use. Then she went on to win, uh, to win Miss Teen, and this is somebody who's supposed to be a role model for youngsters out there. She had to apologize, and this was something that she posted when she was about, 10 years old? I mean, I'm not even sure why a 10-year-old had a Twitter <laughs> account in the first place, but I mean, that's a story for another day, mm. each to their own. But please, go ahead. You were, you were about to make an example of uh, Penny Sparrow. So, everybody knows what uh, Sparrow said. And everybody knows what fate befell her. And everybody also knows that uh, our beloved owner of uh, Cliff Central Almost became <laughs> a casualty. Yes, yes, that's you, Gareth Cliff. Yes, Gareth. I know you. I know you. shy to say his name. It's okay. It's okay. Gareth, I had to say this. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> but but if you look at um, uh, Gareth's uh, tweet, tweet no? he only said that. Oh. This well, I'm not going to to mention him uh, verbatim, but he said something like, "This is a, fi- a free country, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, and all that." So, what I want to point out is that if you read Gareth Cliff's tweet and you didn't know what he was responding to, you would not have vilified him. Listen to this. Yes. And this brings me to my next point. Be careful. What do you retweet? Be careful. What you put your thumbs up on? Be careful what you comment on. Because what the recipient or the consumer who is front end consuming the information may attach that to, it could amount to you are actually endorsing that person's um, perceptions. Or thoughts. Thoughts, sentiments, mm-hmm. and well, ideas. What about the disclaimer? I mean, if, 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 I, if I have my own uh, profile account and in my bio, I have put in retweets and not endorsements. Does that protect me from oh, lawsuits? Please. Oh, please. Just hold if on. If I retweet something that you posted. Hold, hold on. Hold on, Sonia. That little disclaimer might not do you any good, my dear friend. Now so, you so know. It's no protection. No. 
Okay. No, I'm gonna remove know, it. In in terms of uh, social media, y- you know that from a media point of view, there is something called that um, publishers are accountable for the content they put in their publications. And publication could mean anything. It could mean a print publication. It could mean broadcast. It could mean whatever publication, whatever sort of publication. So let me let, 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 let me lay it down for you. Please do. When you open your account on social media, you instantly become a publisher of content. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so if, if you are going to retweet somebody else's uh, post, uh, tweet and or repost somebody else's uh, post on Facebook and or uh, endorse uh, a photograph on Instagram that uh, uh, has vulgarity written all over it and all sorts of things, you are republishing that content on your pro- on your platform. I'll tell you what happened. And Solimuyang, if you're listening, my dear friend, <laughs> my dear friend, one of the best reputation strategists I know in South Africa, in the world, I was engaged with uh, Soli on Facebook and we were discussing politics and also the whole group of people were discussing and giving in their own, um, uh, you know, take on the state of our country and state of our nation. And the one woman posted, rather responded on Soli's post and used a word I would never repeat on radio. Lest I get pulled away from the mic and get, you know, security surround me and uh, I be held <laughs> out of the studio. It, that word is so demeaning, degrading, and absolute vulgar. Even if you did not agree with someone's behavior and what they are doing and how they are carrying themselves in terms of, of, of our country's politics, that is a word you would not want to use against anyone, not even your enemy. And you know what Soli did? Called her out and said, not on my platform. So you can do those things to protect yourself, to show your consciousness, Absolutely. your sensitivity, your astuteness, and the fact that you will not be tainted or uh, muddied or um, soiled by other people's opinions on your platform. So as a publisher, Soli would have recourse. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. Judge Johnson, I have to say something about Judge Johnson. See, Judge Johnson had an inner circle, very core people that she was doing Facebook with. It was not out in the open. Remember how she got called out? Whatever she had placed on Facebook was about two or so years old when it was retrieved from where it was and brought out to the much bigger public than the inner circle. So don't you ever fool yourself that your inner circle is your inner circle. Like I said, your reach is a thousand times more minimally, but exponentially, you might actually be reaching those 100 million in, in you know, or, or years or 1.7 billion if the numbers are still 1.7 billion um, on, on, on Facebook. But it's millions upon millions and billions of people can actually be exposed to your message.
you know, particularly when it comes to Facebook, because the beauty about Facebook is that you you can um, accept uh, friendship from whomever you like, and you can just ignore or decline a person that you do not want to be associated with. That's the beauty of uh, Facebook. Where else your your Twitter? Um, you. You can obviously set your account to private and uh, accept whoever you want to, you know, the person who you want f- following you, right? Be- the, the reason I say this is because a lot of people don't realize that your even your Facebook friends, if they're dodgy people, your reputation is at stake, yeah. right? Yeah. And especially for somebody who's taking their brand seriously or you're trying to position your, yourself and your brand in a particular manner and you want to be taken seriously in your respective industry. One of the things that people are not aware of is that being tagged in questionable photos can ruin your reputation. And the beauty about Facebook, once again, is that you can untag or delete yourself from any of inappropriate photos. Better yet, Facebook has a feature, right, that makes it possible for you to choose who can tag you. Mm. I mean, you, you, you just click on the button that says, that, that says show on my timeline mm. or you can click hide. Mm. I've, I've activated that feature. Mm. So if we take a picture now, you took a picture before we, we, we came on the show. You want to post it. If you want to post it on Facebook, if I feel that the photo doesn't reflect the best version that is the brand Sonia Booth, mm. You are able to post it on your wall, mm. but even if you've tagged me, because I've activated this feature on my Facebook page, it's not going to show unless I physically hit show on my timeline. We need to use such features because the last thing you want is to be tagged in a questionable photo and in the background there's like bottles and bottles of alcohol and this is a picture that could potentially be seen by... Let's say, for example, I mean, there's not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with drinking drinking alcohol. I mean, I, I, I enjoy my glass of wine or GNT, whatever. That's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is that if a particular brand has to be in the, in the background, if we're at a picnic and you decide to take a picture of us together and you tag me and it happens to be a brand of a competitor and it just so happens that I am an, am an ambassador mm-hmm. of a competing, uh, competing brand, mm. That's not going to do me justice now, is it? Now, that's one of the ways that can cause or lead to career suicide. Mm. So people don't realize that that there's features out there on social media platforms that one can use so that you don't find yourself in in, in an unfortunate uh, position. That's wonderful advice, Sonia. Yes, please learn, know, and understand the advantages you have in terms of being vigilant to protect your reputation. There's always a back-end security feature that you can activate. And and most of the time, we use as front-end users and are naive in terms of what we can do in the back-end. I'll tell you, if you run a, an organization, and what we are referencing now is really when you are dealing with personal, individual um, a, a social media uh, accounts. But if you run a company, you've got to have the back and security feature that is bigger than what we are discussing, which will 
just block out anything unpalatable that might cause you an absolute disturbance in terms of how your clients see you, how the world sees you, and all of that. And that's a discussion for another time because I'd really love to talk about security features at some point at length. But what I want to say is that just be careful, and I think it might be an, an end note, just be careful of enjoying the pleasure of just sending out information because there are pitfalls to social media platforms. And these pitfalls, chief to those, could, could actually take you to court on a defamation charge. If you say anything about someone that is untrue, if you say anything about someone that doesn't apply to their brand, you can very well end up being sued because you have said something unpalatable on social media platform. And all this time you thought, I'm alone in my little room. Listen, it's an illusion to believe that when you are on social media, you're all by yourself. Sometimes it is important to keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> you know, you, you, you also have uh, people that um, use selfies as their professional uh, uh, profile photos, like on LinkedIn, for example. <laughs> you know, you, you would think the simplest thing um, would be to hire a professional photographer or ask a friend to take a, a picture of you. You know, the, the, these are some of the things that could ruin your, your reputation, things that we take uh, lightly. And um, you, you, you think it's, you know, it's, it's just an, an ordinary act. And a lot of people confuse LinkedIn with Tinder, for example. Oh, please. Um, Those two are like South and North. A lot, of, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Twitter and Snapchat and LinkedIn are two different platforms altogether. One, you can post, you know, uh, Different shots, um, you know, selfies. You can post um, your your dinner plate. You can post your your favorite drink, or you can you know post yourself in your in your underwear if if you want. You know, like On the, which the, the Kardashians, Twitter and Snapchat. The the point I'm trying to make is that people cannot distinguish between LinkedIn, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Have you ever been approached by somebody that needed your services? And you thought, dude, your reputation, there's no saving that. I mean, I know you've said that no brand um, cannot be, what's the word you, you used? Cannot you said, be rehabilitated, exactly. saved or exactly. salvaged. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever turned somebody down and you thought to yourself, mm -mm. you've done so much damage. Um, I, I would love to have your money, but no thanks. Have you ever turned somebody down? Where, where Let you, me tell where you, you thought, Where you thought there is no ways we can rehabilitate your image after this. You have dug your grave career suicide times 10. Have you ever been faced with that? I've had a situation, but I, I took the client on and uh, we managed to rehabilitate the client's uh, brand. You also you so you did yes wow I'm gonna give you a high five after this what what's, what, what what's your opinion on Lumka Olifant? Well, because you know she she Facebooks a lot right and she tweets a lot. I hope she's not coming after me after this. I have no opinion. You have no opinion. Mm. What's your opinion on uh, Kevin Mapatswe and his uh, naked picture that was uh, leaked? No opinion. 
no opinion. What is your opinion on uh, Jeff Khadebe and his sexting scandals? So here's what I'm going to say to you about Jeff Khadebe. I think what he did by just accepting what he did and apologized was an absolute stroke of genius. I'm not condoning what he did, what he didn't do with the lady and how it impacted on the lady's professional life and all those things. But I'm just saying that once you know, like I said at the beginning of the program, once you know you're faulted, you can rehabilitate your brain. You can pick yourself up by just acknowledging what true, what the truth is and then waking yourself up again. I do think I have a great deal of respect. He didn't dilly-dally. He didn't beat about the bush. He went for the jugular and he said, I did it. And I apologize to my next of kings. And I do apologize to South Africa because you have bestowed upon me the responsibility of public office. And I did falter. You see, that kind of person is the person I would even put presidency on. Because when he has misused my funds, he has done all sorts of things, he will come back and explain what had happened. Even if it's not him per se, it is some of the public servants in his office. I really do have respect for what he did. I wish we had more than an hour, Pindile. Thank you so much for joining me. And... I'm going to be bringing you back lots more times because there's so much to talk about. We didn't even touch on, uh, you know, the half, don'ts. Half, half, the, the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the don'ts. do's and don'ts. We'll, 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 and 12 we'll things have another, you, 12 things we'll you have mustn't do on social media. We'll have, an, things, we'll have another things. session. Yeah. My humble opinion. <laughs> my humble opinion. After all, this is the opinion booth. It takes years to build a brand, but it takes minutes to tarnish it and damage your reputation. Reputation is everything that defines your image and your influence. Social media can make your career, but it can break your career just as fast, if not faster. Mm -hmm. You can spend your whole life building your career only to have just one racy tweet or post ruin everything just like that. Everything you've worked hard for. Remember, not all of us can get away with logoria. Yeah, look it up in your dictionary. I'll repeat. Oh, man, that's Not big English. all of us can get away with logoria <laughs> like President Donald Trump. Yes, I said it. Mm. Aspire to inspire before you expire. Cliffcentral.com.